Hey everyone and welcome to Project Esports for December 9th, 2019. As always, my name is Andrew Nemsgren and alongside me are James Graham and Dylan Beal for what will be the final episode of Project Esports for 2019 that we have planned at least. Um, yeah, how are you guys doing? Okay, it, this I mean, is an audio show, Dylan. I was shaking your head. Is well, yeah. we're audio and video. I was waiting to see if James was gonna say anything. I was just first, gonna but... say that pre-show was a, is it was a mess, and I'm already irritated. So like we're like we're off to a bad start. Irritated? Why could you possibly be irritated? Because you thought Igachi was what the Itachi was, and that, like that we're already we're already off to a bad meme. Yes, but just think about a month ago, I would have insulted either one of them, and now I'm at least <laughs> trying. Naruto yeah, has sure, changed dude. me. Progress. But if you did not already know, this is Project Esports, where each and every week we have been giving you the esports news with a whole lot of opinion and just a little bit of context for the last two years. And if you didn't miss last week's episode, we are going on to a hiatus after this episode for a couple of months. Oh, we'll be back in 2020. That is a confident thing we can say, but we'll be back soon tm yeah soon yeah, tm soon, due to dylan moving cross country for a new job james will going into the military at some point in 2020 with no exact timeline and me yeah. moving into a new job recently as well just a rough time for all of us so thank you to everyone that has been here for so many episodes over the last two years going from the cringiest of the first episodes to what is a little less cringy now in 2019 it's always mean the world to us and we guys less. Hope you enjoyed this last little episode. We're actually going to get a little bit more into esports stuff today than we did last week. Last week was a very much a meme show, but today we have some esports news to talk about. Not saying there's not going to be memes, but let's jump into the first topic tonight before we do get off track too much. And that's going to be handed over to you, Dylan, and just kind of continuing with the great state that Overwatch is in, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone's retiring. Um, I mean, I don't really, I, I, I think the best way to go into this is I wanted to approach it from, um, Jake reti retiring from Junk the Overwatch. Yes. Um, which is, it's sad and I, it's, it's very shocking to see just people retiring left and right. Um, not only from just, uh, you know, the Overwatch League, but also just all the other tiers, the tiers two and three, um, people are just dropping out like crazy. Entire teams just going to the wayside and a lot of times with these with these uh these teams dropping the entire roster is just like yeah i think we're done with with overwatch i think i think uh we're just gonna be moving on from here i think it's a it's a pretty telling state of where competitive is right now um when player sentiment is this bad it's one thing if you know the fan base is like feeling real iffy about it or even the just standard player base is feeling really iffy about it um, but the fact that we're seeing so many people drop from competitive, I think, is is super telling and just reaffirming a lot of um, sentiments that people, you know, throughout the community are having. So I just wanted to bring up in that lens and I guess use Jake as kind of like our, our, our pillar for the talking point so we can kind of talk around that big news at least. So, uh, like, what do you what do you guys think about this? I don't know, like, if we've seen this from other games before. I mean, I, I've been a part of, uh, you know, esports have died out like starcraft and this like a mass exodus hasn't really happened like that before um at least through my experience i want to know if like you guys you know have seen that before either like the thing that the shocking thing to me is like we didn't see this in hots 
and the scene dive around under itself. You know what I mean? There wasn't a slow exodus of Hots player. The community was actually very upset that their their game was kind of taken away from them, right? Or their their pro scene was kind of taken away from them. Um, and you'd kind of expect to see that, um, like you, you like I mean, like with a game like Hots and the way it died. Sorry, like you didn't see this like constant exodus of players after players after players after players. It was the scene is doing what it's been doing. It's been it's been doing the status quo for what the scene kind of dictated, and then it just stopped. This, we're seeing the slow decline of Tier 2, Tier 3 just falling to the wayside. Um, Hitscan players, just all of them retiring because their role was pretty much dead for a year. They, they can't, they're doing something that's not sustainable for them. I, like, Pine was another one that retired as well. Um, Engineer was another one who retired. Um, a lot of these guys who were known to the community, and, you know, like, any, any, I guess, it seems like anybody who really followed the scene knew of these players and knew what they were capable of. But they're like, well, I haven't seen them in a year because the meta just didn't like the meta was broken and didn't favor them, right? So we're seeing all these this slow drift of players. You don't usually see that with many other traditional games because a meta doesn't alienate a player base that usually that much, right? And I think it's it's exhausted the the rest of the players, guys like Jake and stuff like that, because the pedal's on you the entire like your your foot's on the pedal the entire time. You're not getting a break from the hit scan artists and everything like that, right? So I mean. I don't know, dude. This is like, a, to me, it's a very unique situation, and it's not a good one. It's not a good one because I don't know how you're fixing this at this point. Yeah. So I, actually, go, I, go I just wanted to interject another point real quick before we, um, I get to your your thoughts on this, Andrew. Um, but what's really worrisome to me is that um, I'm assuming that Jake is probably in a pretty good position right now of where he can probably comfortably retire, um, whether that just be him stepping back and you know maybe going into a different role. Uh, maybe even just you know doing something more personal like a twitch stream uh, to keep his income flowing um but i'm really worried about about all the players who don't have that opportunity because there's a lot of people in the overwatch league they're going to stay there because it's a steady income um they don't want to drop out of it because they don't want to lose out on any of the money their heart might not be in the game anymore but they really need that paycheck and you know overwatch league because it came up so fast um with overwatch coming uh to fruition so quickly a lot of these these players they don't have a lot of direction a lot of them came out you know before college or maybe even in the middle of college to, to to pursue this so i'm really worried about the the professional players on what they're going to do next you know i mean league for example um you know metas come and go and like you know pro player sentiments go up and down but you know it's always a consistent thing mm -hmm. is overwatch going to be consistently bad if their hearts aren't into it are they just going to be playing for the sake of just getting that paycheck or uh, i just want to add that little little point in there and see see what you thought about this andrew i don't know i think it's at least cool that there's now a possibility that people are able to do that i mean yes it's a negative but it still shows that that's how big esports is that if you're talented enough and even if you're not totally into it you still can support yourself off it i mean that's kind of what 90 percent of people in the world do right now they absolutely hate their job and they keep doing it even though they can still support themselves off it that's not good and that's why they keep doing it but it is still says something about what e for the guy to i'm not saying it's a good thing it's of course it's not a bad thing everyone should be doing something they love but i just want to kind of play the devil's advocate but at least it's cool that esports have gotten to the point where people can support themselves despite not being totally into it. So yes, I understand that ideally they leave, move on to something else, move into live streaming, support them that way. But it's also nice that they know they're going to have a steady income until they're able to figure out what else they're going to do. Yeah, but I mean, I, I guess I'll I'll play 
double de devil's advocate here. It's not how it works. It just means you're the just, it's, it's yeah, not, you're just going back to your normal point. That's not. It's no. not. Um, it's not sustainable. Then I mean, the point I'm getting at is that if every player is playing just to collect the paycheck and they don't like the game, that means the game is in a, a, a state that is not going to be able to sustain itself. I mean, we've talked about. Oh, this no one's questioning that. No one's questioning if Overwatch is in a sustainable spot right yeah, now. It's so, incredibly so, so rough. People, so people just collecting a paycheck or not isn't sustainable. So like. I think that point's kind of null and valid, or null and invalid rather. Um, you know, because they can collect X amount of paychecks before the league is just going to crumble because the game sucks. Yeah, but it's also different to that that it's a video game, so it changes so much quicker than anything else. Versus a traditional sport, if you just stop loving football, you know that game's not going to ever change, or your job on a day-to-day -day basis more than likely isn't going to change drastically while with a thing like overwatch 2 the game can have major changes those meta shifts can't change i mean overall the game just not in a great state so i'm saying that even with these changes it's not instantly going to be better but people are still able to play through two bad metas and not enjoy the game but then maybe that third meta is going to be changed majorly and they're back loving it again that's but the one thing with how often video games changes that it's a possibility for it to come back around while in most other opportunities when you hate something it's not really going to change no we but don't like see that, we don't, we don't see this with other esports though other no, esports the the point is though is that like people are leaving still like yes. if people were like oh yeah it's eventually going to change then why aren't more people sticking around for it like i i think the problem is that so many people are leaving that is a telltale sign that you know things might not get better i mean there there is a possibility that the, the game doesn't get better like it doesn't get to the point where we want it to be it might there is a possibility because it's a game and you can patch a game, but like maybe it won't. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I, it's, this is, yeah, this is unique to me and I have not seen how other games have handled it when they're towards end or more end of their life cycles. The games like Starcraft two, even hots. I mean, I, I just wasn't familiar with that scene enough. So I guess I, I don't, I don't know how something like this is supposed to be handled. I mean, obviously it's at an incredibly awkward point between now and overwatch 2 because there's no timeline on that i think a lot of people have just they've yeah they pushed through the two seasons they got their money they feel like they can go on and do something else i don't know i i i, I don't know what is supposed to happen in this situation well the thing i think the thing is is the situation is unique we usually don't see this we usually again like i said we don't see a a style of player totally eliminated from the scene by the game's own devices we don't see that, and if it, if they are starting to get that, we saw this in we saw this in league a bit when we had funnel mids and stuff like that. Junglers were playing supports and stuff like that. But the game, like the the developers, recognized pretty quick this isn't a good setup to have. This isn't a productive setup. This isn't a setup that you know even favors the players or anything like that because you you know you have two or three guys playing support roles when they're you know they're ADCs, they're mid laners, they're junglers, they're top laners. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't make sense for them to do these roles. We need to change something quick, right? Blizzard's not doing that. Activision's not doing that. Overwatch isn't doing that. So oh, Dylan, do you know why why they're not able to make that changes? Because they don't have a big enough team. Is that right? Oh, no, we're not going to go back to that that argument. I, I know. I, I know. I'm, I'm just going on. Go on, dude. Uh, yeah. So, like, I mean, like, that's just it. And over, like, I mean, we keep talking about Overwatch two, like, potentially fixing it. Overwatch two didn't isn't introducing anything new co competitive. It's changing the engine a little bit and adding one game type. But it's not like the meta is shifting and it's going to be fixed and shit like that. We're not seeing any big changes in Overwatch 2. 
it's well, a they TV. haven't mentioned specific like because they don't know what the meta fuck changes. They're doing. They, no, they, but like, they, like okay, how they got rid of Funnel Mage was by adding new characters that counteracted that, and by making changes to how champions are balanced. Right? No, they no they changed items. They changed items to shift the meta. That's okay. what they did. They, well, Overwatch 2 is going to have a meta shift along with it. We, we just don't know what. Because we had a whole year you know? of no Yeah, we don't know that. Dude. Because it's, every it's, single it's, patch, there comes out to be some kind of change. And this is a big patch with multiple new heroes being introduced at once. There's going to be a meta shift. Yeah, but what if the meta shift is just reinforcing the current meta? I mean, just because you're, in, you're, you're introducing X amount of new characters doesn't mean... The meta is going to get thrown up into the air because. Well, okay, we, we well then we then we disagree that the game's dead. I mean, if, if you don't think that can change it, we disagree that this game has no chance. I mean, that's the two outcomes. If Overwatch Two doesn't change anything, we make the call right now that the game's dead. That's the two outcomes no, that no, we no, have no, hope no, this right changes now, it. We're just, we're just reading the signs, and the signs aren't pointing well. Where the signs are, people are leaving. Um, you know, a lot of professionals, high 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 level professionals like Jake, who are like you know some of the most famous in the league, are leaving the game. So far, what we know about uh, about Overwatch 2, there's nothing incredible that they have announced so far. They basically announced Pushbot and, you know, a couple new heroes joining the game. They didn't say, we're going to be doing a big balance change with it. They didn't say that we're going to be, you know, changing things around, reworking heroes. They didn't say any of those things. Well, I they haven't even what... given us the price of it all yet. Like, they've barely given, they haven't given us anything. So I'm sure exactly. we get a release date before we got like, oh, yeah. We're going to be making balancing changes. I feel like those that order is reversed. No, but what we're, what we're trying to say is because we haven't seen those things, this isn't pointing in a good direction. And that's what me and James are just trying to, you know, you know, uh, like talk home at least is that they need to be announcing these things. They need to be talking about these things or they need to be working on these things if we want the game to keep going. Because, you know, because we're, we're... introducing one or two new heroes isn't going to do it for the game. They do yeah, need the, to do reworks. They need to do a uh, balance shift. The the other thing is too is Jake is an isolated case. Jake is somebody who can transfer his personality into being either a commentator or a streamer or something like that. Yeah, a he's going to make more money now. He probably will. You're 100 percent right. But I mean, he's uh, again an isolated case. Pine engineer guys like that aren't like I mean they're known to the community. These players are known to the people, but they don't have enough to sustain themselves otherwise, right? And the game effectively killed their chances of being a pro. Right, and and it's not and not by any fault of their own. If you're you play a game and you're like you're this role, this is what you're really really good at, and this is what the this is what they bring you in as on. Like I mean, because like I mean, it's not like the like uh, I don't know the NYXL brought in their players and were like, hey, you know, we're bringing you on as a DPS player, um, and but we're, you're gonna play tanks. There was none of that in the intro. It was you're a DPS player. We want you as a DPS player. You're coming in. Oh, you're gonna ride the bench for the entire fucking year because the meta doesn't favor you at all, right? Sorry, dude, you're not making any extra money. You're probably gonna get cut, so we can get another support or a DPS or a flex or some shit like that, right? The game needs like there needs to be some degree of transparency between the developer and the players, or you're gonna keep seeing players dropping like flies, like, and they're gonna just be because we've seen that Overwatch is so rigid in its meta that you, you like you know it only favors one or two players and that's it like or one or two types of players and that's it we thought like i mean going back to you saying that like new characters being added might shift the meta we saw baptiste added did that change anything did that really change anything yeah he's arguably one of the strongest supports in the game right now right but he's a support that did not change the three three we thought it would we thought it would be the the fucking be all end all well, it's like two, 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 three, two three. now but yeah, no baptiste two, 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 came out at the same time they, 
but they locked it. They they changed something. We thought with the introduction of a new uh, introduction of a new character, it would change the meta on its own, and it didn't. It just solidified the meta even harder, like Dylan said. And Baptiste was just swapped in for another support, and you didn't see any shift. That was it, right? So James, actually, just to add on to that, we're also not just talking about you know certain certain player types being you know not useful anymore. We're also talking about like entire teams at a tier one and tier like three overwatch just going away overnight well like, that's entire yeah. teams that's a that's another huge thing because like that's another aspect of the game that they need to help fix because you know if you don't have a strong you know tier two and tier three that's just even worse for the overwatch league i mean we're we're, we're talking about issues in multiple different angles here you know yeah. if it was a thing like yeah dps players aren't having their time in the sun you know the game balance isn't great right now that would be one thing but i think between that low low player count, the Overwatch League viewers slowly declining, um, and then you know tier two and tier three just being completely annihilated, you know like yeah. entire teams just going away overnight. I think all those things added up are the things that we're super worried about. Yeah, that's like I mean the 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 alienation of roles and like players being basically like you know like isolated off teams. That's kind of the one thing I've been fixating on. But yeah, no. Like, I mean, I feel like us talking about them destroying Tier 2 and Tier 3 Overwatch is us almost beating a dead horse at this point because we've talked That's about That's literally that. what I was about to say. Like, not a single thing we've said today, there's not a single unique thing I think we've said today other than bringing up Jake. I feel like every other topic we've talked about today, we've already hit on multiple times. This is yeah. just a, a culmination of all the things at once, though. Like, it, it, it's gotten to a point of where, you know, players are leaving. And, and I think that's what we really need to talk about. Like, hey, what, what, what happens next? Overwatch 2. There, there will be there will be no changes between now and Overwatch 2. That's pretty much has been said. There will be a couple small balance changes. I'm assuming the meta won't shift. The game There will be no changes until Overwatch 2. No major changes until Overwatch 2. I mean, they still can make changes to like the competitive scene, though. Like They did say like with Overwatch the game, but I mean, like the, East, the, the Overwatch League Commissioner could come out and say, hey, we're going to restructure Tier 2 and Tier 3. I doubt it. I severely doubt he's in the, or they're going to do that. I forget who's running it right now. Um, but they could just be like, you know, we're going to restructure it. We're going to support it in this way, in this way. You know, all games go on the main channel or something, something like that. You know, like that would be a thing that I would look to as like, oh, like, you know, maybe, maybe we will see something turn up again. But I, I doubt we'll see something like that. I hope we do, but I doubt it. I don't know. I I I'm not expecting anything at this point. Like I said, everything we've talked about, we all we all know what everyone wants. It's not a question of what needs to be done by Blizzard. It's a question of what they're going to do, and we already have the answer to that. So I feel like any conversation beyond that point is mute because clearly they are, have very noise-proof headphones on over top of everything that everyone is saying. I I still think it's incredibly important for not only us but just everyone to keep talking about it, keep it in the discourse. Because this is actually how things change. Um, I, I, I know a lot of times you think like, you know, player player bases and fans complain about balance or whatever, and it's not going to change. We're, we're also talking about more than just balance. So it is really important to talk about these things. It's really important to write about these things. It's really important to produce content about these things because it keeps it in the discourse. And, you know, Blizzard does see it. Like they are going to see it in some way. And we're talking about, you know, people are constantly leaving the game. They're not going to come back to the game. Players are retiring. Those are stats that they can look at, and that just reinforces the point. So these things are really I, – I know it's like beating a dead horse when we talk about Blizzard not caring about Tier 2 and Tier 3, but it is things that actually are important to talk about and to kind of, you know, 
keep in the air. Yeah, it's the same thing like the Hong, the Hong Kong thing, you know what I mean? Like, the, the the big thing was is that everybody needs to keep talking about it or else it's just like you kind of – people just move on. Yeah, Everybody's but this doesn't have any impact on no. their financial bottom line, so it really doesn't make Yes, it does. No, no, but this it, actually does. If people are saying we are not going to play the game anymore, people aren't supporting the game anymore, and players are leaving the game, that 100% does affect their bottom line. It also affects it affects the investors in the Overwatch League too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because if there's constant negative articles and stuff about it, then people are gonna go, well, "We're not gonna invest into this." Yeah, like, but they, that'll they, all be years. I mean, we, what Blizzard could say right now is like, "Oh, just wait to Overwatch 2. Like that'll change everything. Like right now, like it, it, it oh, nothing matters right now because Blizzard thinks they have the one solution to solve all their problems coming up in a year. We don't know when that's coming, but eventually that's coming. And they're going to say, oh, yeah, like things aren't going great right now, but things are going to skyrocket or player base and all that's going to skyrocket. So what he's saying right now is great, but Blizzard thinks they're going to be fine in a year and a half. It's three years from now when this conversation is going to matter because Overwatch 2 flopped then, and now well, they don't have an answer. Well, no, because if they don't do anything, like if they don't announce anything, they don't talk about any of the changes that they're going to make, they say radio silent for a year and a half. There's just not going to be people who are going to play the game. And like then it's then then the point isn't you know it isn't valid. Well, that's anymore. a life cycle of so many multiplayer games that the game just dies until the next one comes out. That's not anything new for a multiplayer no, no, game. Ga no games don't completely die. Like this the game won't completely die. I'll be playing this game for the next two years. There's so many people that'll be continuing to play this game weekly f for the next two years. Yeah, yeah but it no, doesn't work with pro players difference. though. It yeah, doesn't work with esports, between... right? Yeah, there's a difference between like a small group of people playing the game, or I mean, even a large. Like, I, I, I don't want to downplay how many people actually play Overwatch, but like, there are other parts about the game that are incredibly financially important to Blizzard. The people who watch the Overwatch League, incredibly important to them. If the Overwatch League flops because they're getting ten thousand viewers per stream, or whatever, that's a huge deal. That's a really big deal to them. Um, if you know pro players are leaving. And the fan base who who was really into all these pros aren't enjoying that anymore. They're not buying the jersey anymore. That's a huge deal to them. Like those are important things. They 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 do listen to more than just hey we have, you know x amount of people playing every single week, you know because the other parts of the game are incredibly important financially to them because at the end of the day that is more revenue and that is another avenue to market the game. I don't know. I don't have anything else to say on this. You guys can continue to talk about this, but I don't have much else on this at this point. I'm good. Dylan? Um, I guess we'll hand it back over to you to jump to the other side of the world and a f totally different eSport, I'm assuming. You didn't <laughs> give me anything, but hopefully it's not more bad over when I watch news, right? James? Oh, it's me. Oh, you didn't... <laughs> uh, no, it's not bad Overwatch news, but it's bad League of Legends news. So... The, uh, the Bombers, who are a, a prominent OCE team, they were one of the ones that went as their, like, prominent representatives to Worlds. Didn't perform, but, I mean, that's kind of like the, the run of OCE and everything like that. Um, has since pulled out. They've sold their spot. They've sold their esports franchise, which is not good because this was a major football club. The Bombers are, like, the... I can't remember the actual location name, uh, like, what their name is. It's Ascendia, or Ascendidin or something like that. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't pronounce it for the life of me. But anyways... The Bombers basically sold their spot in the OCE. They're selling it to uh, Penta GX, I believe. Um, and this was kind of the thing I was worried. The reason I wanted to talk about this is because this is the flip side of all the benefits that um, that were recently implemented for OCE players. 
where they could come up to NA and they're not penalized by the import rule. Um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of movement and a lot of growth for them. And Andrew, your interview with Pabu over at All Stars, you guys kind of touched on this, where basically he sees it as a good thing. The the region kind of sees it, like the player base sees it as a good thing because they know you can't just cap out at OCE and that's like it. You actually have a chance to go into a place too where you can actually make a living. It's sustainable because a lot of these guys they like these are the players that know what they're doing going into the future because they know their their choice isn't sustainable. You do it for a couple of years and that's the end of it. I think one of the guys, um, one of the previous uh, ADCs, no midlaners, went and went when became a lawyer and stuff like that because they know it's not it's not a long it's not a long term thing, right? So. But the problem is, is that despite the fact the players see this as a benefit, the organizations don't because they're like, we're just going to keep rotating through players. We're going to keep rotating through people. We can't market people. The salary cap is now crap, like, or like the minimum is now crap. And you think for an organization, lower operating costs would be a good thing, but people are starting to already jump ship. So to me, I wanted to bring this kind of attention because I think this is a, a, a negative side that I don't think anybody really accounted for. So... Yeah. Um, I, I I mean I chatted with Pablo a little bit at All Stars last weekend, but beyond that and the kind of the prep you gave me, I don't really know much about the OPL. I mean yeah. I, I'm definitely what you gave me was was great and I he definitely from what it sounds like is that everyone there sees it as a development league and that's great for all the players, like you saying, well that's not great for the people kind of trying to operate teams there and trying to make money there. out of it yeah exactly because a right? development league can work but ultimately it's meant to be smaller and less profitable because it's more temporary and everything that they do and you can't build players i mean you can't build a team around someone like berserkson because he's not going to be there so they're going to leave they're going to move on they're going to try to go into bigger and better things with a big better money so um i don't know i mean it's it doesn't seem like an unexpected outcome when you pay people less and you're paying them everywhere else in the world and it's a smaller league and there's less money involved. You ultimately become more tier two than tier one. So mm -hmm. obviously that's going to eventually cause people to leave and the teams to struggle more. So, I mean, maybe that's not, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I'd almost have, a, yes, the lower operating costs, but that just means you're lower on the list of why anyone would ever want to go there. So yeah, to me, exactly. it's not an unexpected outcome. It just seems... Like, yeah, OPLs, except for that, they're secondary league. Like, they're never going to make a run for the top five. That's yeah, kind of how so, I see all this. Mm, yeah, I, I mean, I guess you're right when you kind of put it like that, when you kind of, like, lay it out, out that, like, you know, of course, why would people want to invest in something that they know is not going to be as profitable, right? Like, I, yeah, I guess it's the next smaller. Yeah, It's smaller, right? Like, I mean, again, going back to it, like, yeah, it's good for the players because they know they actually – might have a future but like they're the the facilities they're going to be in the the pay they're going to be getting it's all going to be like dirt man like it's not going to be nearly as good and then you know going back to the bombers like why would they want to stay invested in that right they know they can't market anything they're they're um their production they're they're like how much they were trying to bring these guys to light their first time around was huge right it was massive and they were getting players from like other other the secondary regions that also do typically well like turkey and stuff like that but it's like yeah, we can't make anything out of it, so we're just going to bail. So I guess when you kind of put it like that, then it's not nearly as unexpected as I had thought. But, uh, yeah, that was just kind of what I wanted to bring up. No, yeah, and, 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 I, and I don't mean, like, to shut down, like, the entire talking no, point no, of no, the no, conversation it, or anything. But it's yeah. just, it's, 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 yeah, I mean, 
from a business sense that the OPL's teams couldn't afford to be paying what they were based off the prize pool and the support they're getting, so they had to lower it down. But ultimately, when you lower anything down, when you take it from a... I mean, yeah, if the NFL went from um, paying millions of dollars in a huge prize and 32 teams down to 18 teams and can't play as much and they have small arenas and all that kind of stuff, ultimately it's going to take a hit. No one would expect it to stay the same size and to be as profitable for everyone. So it's unfortunate, but that's what the teams could for, could afford. So the teams that could afford more, they may not feel like they'll be getting as much out of more because obviously mm-hmm. a football club has the money to spend. Um, they're like, okay, it, it's no longer worth it because everyone else kind of brought down the overall quality. And I, I don't know that the exact case, but that could be one yeah. reason why the Bombers are getting out because, yes, we're paying less, but we're not getting as much out of it. So it's not worth it for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dylan, do you have anything? I know it's League of Legends and it's OPL and it's all things. You have nothing on, but any touch points? <laughs> nope. Okay, then I will just hand it over to you to talk about your there next story of the night, and that is going to be a interesting streamer getting his own TV show. And it's not the Rick Fox one, as much as that would be fun to hear about. <laughs> yeah, so Dr. Disrespect is getting a TV show, um, which is kind of bizarre. Um, so the deal is with um, the media company that's behind The Walking Dead, uh, Skybound. Um, they haven't said where it's going to be, you know, distributed. They're not saying like what exactly it's going to look like. They just said that they partnered with him um, in the terms of doing a TV show of some sort. Um, you know, if there's a couple mentions that, you know, they were thinking about animation um, and then that they were going to focus on the streamers, the streamer character's origin story. I, I don't know what that means exactly, um, but this is, I think it's pretty, uh, it's pretty crazy that someone can come up with this uh, persona for a stream and then it just like turn into this whole, you know, big, uh, big narrative, I guess. Um, I don't know. I I, I, I don't really I think there's lore think behind Dr. Disrespect, is there, there? Is. there is, like he, he does mention things, like he does have time? a backstory. Yeah, about him winning the the two uh, GameStop championships or whatever. Um, oh my god, man! Yeah, no, there there is like a like he built this character. The character has, you know, a story to him. Um, I don't think this is something necessarily for us. I don't know who this is going to be targeted at exactly. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I'm absolutely watching this. The Zoomers, dude. The Zoomers are going to eat this shit up. I can't you know, wait like, to like see the train wreck this is going to be. I don't so think. Gonna... It... Is he going to talk about his, you know, him cheating on his wife? Are we going to get into that? Are we going to get into the origin story of that? Or... I want to mock you. Please give me a oh. mockumentary style, and I might actually be into it. I think a mockumentary would actually be really good. I, I think, think it's really the best good. way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I just want to. I'm going to come out. I'm going to come out and publicly say this. I'm pro Doc now. He did his amends. He apologized. He apologized in front of his entire audience, and he said, uh, "And made millions of dollars that day." Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't intentionally trying to make millions of dollars. I mean, but he probably, wasn't intentionally I mean, trying to cheat on his wife. So I mean, like, I don't know. But he made a, he made amends for that, and like, I I know I don't want to I don't want to diss someone for, opinion. for for making. I, I mean, obviously it's a giant mistake, but that's something for him and his wife to work out. And like, I mean, I'm assuming that they did since like, you know, he won Stream of the Year at the Game Awards, and he uh, uh, and he you know talked about his wife. His wife was there in the audience. And clearly, they still have a huge, like, a really good relationship now. Hopefully, I'm hoping. You know, things could be different behind doors, obviously. But I don't know. I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to initially 
uh, throw someone down who's potentially working on the relationship. Question. I, mean, I think. I think, oh, sorry, go on, I think go on, everyone. Go everyone has like a, a you know a second chance at things, even though you do something that's incredibly bad. Obviously, you know I I don't think we can put him down for potentially working on it and working you know with his wife in private on that. Fair. I don't know. I think you're I think you're put under another lens when you're when you're a public face. Mm -hmm. Like I don't like I don't think you're. Because you're expected to be like, despite the fact that Doctor the character Doctor Disrespect plays, you're still you're you're put under more scrutiny because you're supposed to be a public figure, right? So I mean, like yeah, like I mean, if she she was at the game awards, all the shit, she was there, good stuff. But like, I don't think you should award this behavior now. That like, I mean, that to you're me awarding the behavior was also like more. It was like two or more years ago. I I agree. I agree. Right. It was last I mean, year. Was it? It yeah, was it was only last year. Yes, he won streamer yeah. of the year last year. Wait, what? and that's where he did the and that's where he did the apology. Yeah. Yes. Well, that was part of it. Yeah, it all happened yeah. the same year. It was 2018. Well, yeah. what, what so, I'm getting at is he didn't win streamer of the year this year because he cheated on his wife or anything. Like that's that's the point. I'm no, no, at. I agree. But I mean, like, I think, like, I mean, this is this just kind of speaks to his fan base more, being like, why the fuck is still watching this dude? Like, I mean, you know, we like we he cheated on his wife, right? So, I don't know, man. I mean, good for him. I mean, he's doing he's doing the streamer's dream of turning it into like you know, going to TV and not only on Twitch, right? So, I mean, yeah, he did it. But Jesus, yeah. I no, you, like give it give it to Ninja, dude. Like give it to somebody who does some good or Tim, you know what I mean? or Tim, or Christ, let Rick do another documentary. Not only show, not only his show, man. You know what I mean? Like but, somebody's like. What what I want to say is like I, I they could broker deals with that and they, I'm sure they've talked to people with that but like yeah like this this is this is what's happening right now I think I I, I think to deny that he's like a cultural like phenomenon on Twitch right now is, is oh that's is a little I bit think, even though I, think, I personally am not a fan of his like I yeah. I don't like his stream I don't think it's that interesting but like you know he is a big personality and his management team did this. No, I mean like that. Like I mean, again, it's 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 it is undeniable. Me sitting here and being like, he's not a phenomenon. He's not successful. Like that's that's ridiculous, right? But I'm just saying that I don't think he deserves it, right? I mean, yes, he's he, but he has the fan base. He has the management. He has all that shit, and it's all panned out really, really good. I'm just saying the person, like we shouldn't reward this kind of person with being that sort of phenomenon. But he did it. What the fuck are we gonna say? It's capitalism. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I yeah, I I don't know. I'll probably check out like an episode just to see like what it's about. But I'm not. I'm probably gonna be upset the entire time. No, yeah, I'll watch just out of curiosity and probably not watch it ever again. Yeah, but it'll be interesting to see how they set it up. Like again, if it is a mockumentary, it might be kind of kind of interesting to watch. But I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm like, but I think again, this is for his fan base. This is for people who are invested in that sort of character. Um, I feel like I feel like some parents are gonna watch this because like he plays that very like eighties esque style tough guy that parents are like you know like my folks would fucking watch that shit my dad would be super into that but like yeah I don't know yeah hard pass I agree Kate hard pass um normally we do a Twitch Prime ad right now we're not gonna ask you a <laughs> Twitch Prime go give it to someone else. We're coming back. We'll be begging for it back in 2020. But as of right now, go find other content creators that are doing really cool stuff and give it to them. But I do have a question for you two guys. Do you guys think it's worth it if I spend like the 40 bucks on the ticket 
and then like $150 in travel to go to the Game Awards on Thursday. I just do a day trip out of it. How much is it? $40, 40 to go there. It's like $80 round trip plus an Uber each way. Yeah, do it. Do it. I think, yeah, I think that's worth it. It'd be like, like $250 yeah. tops. Yeah, why not? Why not? I might do it. It's close enough to you. Why, why not do it? I'd fly there. Make it real like, quick. What, like, an, like an hour? Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I, I looked at the tickets. I'm like, ah, oh, there's no way I can get tickets. Like $44. That ain't bad. That's a, That actually is. Well, I mean, it is a reward show, right? Like you're not yeah. going to see. And then it's a pretty big arena too. Yeah, but right. that, but that'd I mean, be yeah, like, why not, cool right? Go there. there. So, you get a media pass? Like, I, I'm, I'm planning this three days before. No, I wish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true enough. Yeah. Um, something yeah, to think about. Not, but... Rather I go to the Game Awards or not, that does not impact the fact that I did go to All-Stars last weekend and we talked a little bit about it. I did one interview with Pabu that's up on poppedoff.com right now. We're advertising it after a couple things happen a little bit more, but it is live right now so you guys can go check that out. If you're all interested in me talking to one of the OPL's top top laners, well, that's, there you go, yeah. <laughs> that was how I was going with that, but yeah, it was a great chat with him. And overall, yeah, I... I went to All-Stars this last week, and I guess I don't have too much talking points. I mean, it's a very cool event. I was here in Las Vegas. I got to go media, first ever big media pass. That was so cool. Um, I lost to Tyler 1 in a 1v1. I talked to Rick Fox and a couple of other people. I didn't uh, know you 1v1 Tyler. That's uh... Yeah, he was just sitting up in like the opening area there, and anyone could just stand in line and then 1v1 him. So you went in 1v1 Tyler? Yeah, 1v1 against you, Caitlin. Caitlin v. Oh, Caitlin. Guys, Caitlin v. Caitlin? Because I gotta pick take- the champion, and he keeps me or whoever that they pick. How did he take you to school? Like, did he? Did he oh, work yeah, yet? I, I didn't. I, I mean, I would kept getting close to killing him, but he too owed me. Oh, dude, it was fun. That was, that was fun there. I'm probably one. He's pretty short, but he's honestly a good dude. Like he, <laughs> he's pretty short. <laughs> I mean, I'm also tall. Um, but um, no, he was cool. He was down to earth. It was just so cool being at the fails of my first ever league event and all that. So overall, it was a really cool experience. I really, really enjoyed it. But. I don't know. Do you guys have any questions? I mean, otherwise, I went. It was cool. I'm posting pictures. I have an interview. I'll be doing some other pieces of content around it. But otherwise, it's like, yeah, I was there. It was really cool. I can't wait to go back to my next event. Are Rick Fox's teeth as white as they look? I didn't really look. Dude, they are like so. He's a tall man. He's he's a tall dude. Yeah, he is a he is a tall man. Because you're tall too. He's taller than me. He's like six. He's like six 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 seven. No way. No, he's like six five. He's just a little taller. Six five. Yeah, he's tall. That's man. tall. But he, yeah, yeah, he's about my watch, height, a little taller. Yeah, I watched his interview with uh, Travis Gafford today. I'm like, this man has like impeccable teeth. This is ridiculous. Like they stand out. And I was just like, I wonder if that's, I don't know, man. He's, he's got rich people teeth, dude. He does have rich people teeth. I'll give him that. But, yeah. uh, nope. Know. Beyond that, um, no one enjoys watching TFT. The arena would always empty out whenever TV, TFTs are being played. Um, they were, people were upset about that. People did not like that, like what? at all. The Gold. fact that TFT was so heavily influenced or like so heavily pushed at All Stars. Yeah, there was a lot of TFT. There's two games a day, which was yeah. So about two hours out of the six hour event each day was TFT, which yeah, was a lot. Does TFT really take an hour to play? Ish. Oh, well, that's for is, set. It's yeah. for setup. It always yeah. goes super long. The interviews before and backhand, there's always, like, the five minutes between each game. Like, it's a yeah. good hour of the day that's dedicated to that. That last year was other random games or other yeah, show matches usually, and stuff like that. Yeah. The games usually take about 35 minutes. And, like, with the higher pro players, like, nobody gets knocked out super fast, right? 
So, like, you have, like, people are, like, when they are taking trades, they're taking, like, maybe 10 points here and there. Like, I mean, like, yeah. if it, right? So, they go on for a while. But, yeah, I remember we were all so determined that, yep, TFT is going to be a huge eSport. Like, no, I, no, no, no one really cares. People enjoy watching it, but. Wait, uh, were we? Uh, were we we were pretty on board with that. We were on board with it. Be, like, uh, we were on board with Auto Chess becoming an eSport. Yes, with it being a secondary, not it never being League of Legends level. I think we put it like the Rocket League, kind Hearthstone, of, that kind yeah. of stuff, like that kind of level, and it's not going to get to that height. No, I'm gonna have to see those tapes. I don't remember remember that. Play it back. Play it back. <laughs> I feel like we were all on board with that. That's just what I remember. I'm gonna say I was the one who didn't say it was gonna be great, so I'm right. I feel like you're yeah, the one that was pushing that. forward more than anyone. That's definitely feel like kind of shit you. Maybe I said it, maybe I said it could be popular. I can see. I can see you taking that narrow middle road. I, I still honestly think, um, <laughs> I promise I'm not chilling. I promise I'm not chilling here. Uh, no Magic. Astro um, I actually think uh, TFT is uh, probably the most interesting uh, auto chess right now. Oh, so right. Think... That's what you mean. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not astroturfing, by the way. I don't even know um, what that means. <laughs> um, if, it is, if there is going to be an auto chess, I think that does well. It might be that. I don't know. I, I feel like it's the deepest. Um, Kate brought up in chat uh, Hearthstone Auto Chess. I really haven't really even got into it. That might be one I need to check out because I haven't I, really dived I into it, it much. It's uh, you got to be fast with Hearthstone Auto Chess. Like you need to be quick with your setup because you yeah. can make you make a lot. Of, like it's very combo based to to the point where you're like you're you're beefing up like six minions at a time. And like it's a lot of like it's a lot of like buy sell buy sell buy sell, like rotate place all this shit right like it's it's definitely a lot faster than TFT but it is not as I'd say TFT is more easier to get into than Hearthstone Battleground like by far. So what I heard is that um at least for the higher level um the Hearthstone one is a lot focused on certain types of metas yeah. and what that entails and TFT seemed to be more of a drafting kind of deal where you're like drafting and you're really looking at what everyone else is doing and you're like counting cards and you're trying to work around that like even yeah, though you have like a base a of, yeah even though there is a meta of certain things that are better you're still kind of like going around that drafting kind of thing yeah um and you know that drafting is a whole other thing to get into but i don't know i i, I definitely need to check it out though i think i think it could be interesting i mean big surprise something around like based on blue or hearthstone is based around a meta like it's like I'm not really that's that's not shocking, right? Like that game's always based around a goddamn meta. But uh yeah. That's our breakdown of auto chess. Yeah, nah. <laughs> Go from all stars to like auto chess. Yes, I think auto chess is like, so incredibly interesting. It's been unique. It's it's it, I think it had not as large, but it had as quick of a growth as Battle Royale did. It never got to the same peak, but how quickly yeah, but it, it came it, it, out it, of it, nowhere. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely like it was like, boom. Here's here's auto chess. It's crazy. It's sick. Get into it, and then it just kind of like it peaked, and this one where fucking battle royales just kept going, right? So yeah. Um. Okay, James. Well, I'll hand it off to your last two topics. We got about ten minutes left, so I'll let you kind of yeah. control which one you which one do you think is more important, how you want them to flow. But you got two topics left tonight. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna I'm gonna take the safe route because we talked about the Louis Vuitton thing in pre-show, and it got really heated really quick. So. We're not going back to that. I'm not, I'm not going back down that road. 
Um, you don't want to open that can of worms? I don't. I don't. For any of our listeners, though, Louis Vuitton just did their collab with League of Legends. Everything's like a five hundred to two thousand dollars. Big surprise, it's Louis Vuitton. But we're not talking about their fan base. We're not talking about their target audience. We're gonna talk about the Astralis Group finally doing, finally launch, launching IPO. Um, they're the first publicly traded esports organization in existence. Um, now, like I, I kind of did my research on Astralis a little bit. These guys are pioneers for a lot of shit. I did not know that they're the pioneers of psychologists. They're the pioneers of nutrition. Like these, these guys like are at the forefront of like pretty much anything that we start seeing other esports teams doing commonly. It's probably because Astralis started doing it. So it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird seeing one group just doing so many unique things and it constantly kind of working out for them. Now that being said, we know for the most part IPOs usually work. I mean, we look at the Green Bay Packers and they're they're pretty successful in their IPO, right? So yes, IPOs are generally successful. I think the Packers are a unique situation. I think yeah, but I mean, I'm sure. Like, I mean, they're also the only ones, correct? They're the only publicly owned NFL team, to my knowledge. NFL team, I believe so. I don't yeah, know if that's yeah, in exactly. All, just all sports, though. I pr- it's probably not all sports. I'm I'm assuming that there's other teams, but I mean, like. With some is with a brand that's so storied, that's so established. Like I think those two things are big factors: is how long they've been around, how successful they've been, and everything like that. And the stocks start out at one thirty-three USD. Um, it's only like uh, available but you can't in Denmark. Buy them in USD. You can, you can with through a broker. You can through a broker. Should I go buy a straw stock? I think you should. Honestly, like I was sitting here debating it. For a dollar thirty-three, I am in on the ten time three hundred and fifty-two. CSGO champion. Three, is, is that where we're Ten going? Ten times 352, yes. Wow, okay, all right. I feel so, like yeah, I've fine. never watched an event they haven't won. <laughs> yeah, seriously, right? Astralis, like, I mean, for, any, for anybody who doesn't know who Astralis is, they're probably easily one of the most successful CSGO organizations in history. They, um, uh, The Astralis group owns Oregon, who is a part of the LEC, who have always had... They've always placed decently. They're... I mean, they just let, let go of cold not too long ago. They they seem to have like I mean they seem to have a good management, good team backing them up, everything like that. So these guys don't really make bad moves that often. So yeah, I feel like their stock wouldn't be the worst thing to invest in by any means. Didn't so they go, just move go. into something else as well? Or the IPO the only big move they made? The IPOs are big. Well, they, so the, the them forming the Astralis Group. That's, That's the it. other big. That yeah, that was the other big, big thing, right? The ownership group. So yeah, because they're gonna. Yeah, so they they so they own Oregon. So is, they own is this Astralis. for the Astralis group or for the team or uh, Astralis? It's uh for the Austra- the Astralis group. So it's okay, all so they teams. have ownership over Origin as well. Yeah, so Oregon, okay. Astralis, CS:GO, and then they're they have a FIFA team as well. Interesting. Future that football makes sense. club. Future football club. Thank you. Yeah, that's their. Those are the the three teams who are part of the. Uh, Astralis group so yeah it's uh yeah i mean like this is this is new like i mean we also don't usually see a group formed you know what i mean like it's usually this like like we have cloud nine we have team liquid right but it's like you know these guys are kind of taking an umbrella approach i guess so i don't know i'm kind of interested to see how this how this goes with their stock value is it might be the first time i'll ever pay attention to stocks ever um because it's something i'm invested in right so am i am i able to stay unbiased if i buy stocks or does that mean i can never talk about astralis again or origin well, or future football well, club i mean i mean that ten dollars i have into astralis is a lot of money guys 
So I'm definitely going to be biased to buff that up to 134. I don't blame you, dude. Why wouldn't you, right? Every penny matters. <laughs> so, yeah, no. And the other thing was, I, I kind of wanted to close on. It's not, it's not the best thing. Um, Just but think, I want... this is the last topic for several months. Is this what you want to end on? I, I don't know, man. I don't know if I do or not. I don't know if I want to bring it up. Because, I mean, it's Say like. It. It's... Don't be a coward. Okay, all right. So, Vasily, Vasily, the, the former pro player. Uh, Vasily played over in North America for anybody who remembers LMQ way back in the day. And then I think he played for Unicorns of Love as well was the other team. Um, the guy was an ADC phenom. He basically either inted or killed everybody, one of the two. Um, there was this really, really screwed up stream clip of him basically domestically abusing his girlfriend. There was a clip of it and everything. It was it was wild. Like Everybody couldn't believe it. So it was de- ruled extreme misconduct. Um, and his ass got banned for, I think it was two years, two years or 12 months, one of the two, and I guess 12 months out of basically the two seasons. Um, yeah, 12 month banned. And then I guess the band basically only excludes like, or only focuses on the competitive scene. So that's basically yep. two years, right? So yeah, he's coming back. Um, he's now we, there's no signing of a team for him. I feel like anybody who signs him is taking a huge, huge PR risk and like a huge hit, probably PR as well. Um, I can guarantee you he's not going back to his former team, Newbie, who played in the LPL, I believe. I think they're gone now. I think they've since been relegated. But, um, yeah, I know. It's not a meme story, unfortunately. It's not, like, something jokingly to close in on. No, it was actually incredibly kinda... bad and sad. It's, 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 it's kind of dark, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I haven't even seen, like, a public apology or anything like that. Like, with Dr. Disrespected, I haven't seen any of that shit out of Vasily. Um, and usually most people are pretty good at like linking their, what is it? The we, 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 yeah. Like usually there's a statement through there or something like that. So it's Chinese. It. Yeah. Vasily's Chinese. Yeah. So I actually, I think this is a, a good story to, to talk about too, because I feel like it ties somewhat into the doctor disrespect thing. Um, and my, so my opinion on the doctor disrespect thing, just to tie it all in is that I don't think inherently anyone is, uh, irredeemable. Um, but something like this, like, for sure, not enough time. Not enough time to be uh, to, to make amends whatsoever. No, um, and I think that's like one of the biggest issues is because like uh, for what he did into the time that he came back is way too short to say the very least. Yeah, um, and I like I don't know if they're doing it because of like this the very short shelf life of of esports players. I don't know what the like. I mean, it it is. It's very lax. You know what I mean? It feels like that. So I don't know why. Like, like, I don't know why he's coming back at all. I don't know. Like, I mean, he might not. And that's the other thing, too. He might not return to pro play, period. It might, like, you know, this is a story more about the ban has now been, like, played out and everything like that. Not that he's been signed to a team or anything like that, right? So I feel I feel like the most logical safe route is nobody's going to sign him. But just to kind of put this... If I've learned anything from additional sports, someone's going to sign him for the PR I, beat. I know. That's just it, right? So why did... Why, so... I guess the question is, why was his ban so short? Like, you would think it would be a lot longer, right? You would think. Like, I mean, again, it's basically... not a permanent ban. I expected a permanent ban. I think a lot of people expected a permanent ban. Um, I mean, like, again, but, I mean, we look at traditional sports. We look at the NFL. Guys get hit with domestic assault charges, and what? They're suspended for six games? Like, I mean, it's like they're not usually usually out for a season, right? So, I mean, like, it's kind of weird seeing such a lax approach taken from... 
like a minor kind of almost standpoint. Like, I mean, Vasily's not an old dude. Vasily's younger than I think he's Andrew's age or younger, right? So I mean, like, it's Neat. yeah, he's a zoomer, right? So, um, like, it it, it still kind of rattles me because this is real. We don't see domestic assault like uh, punishments really given in esports. They're a very rare thing, right? So I think that may be yeah, because most gamers don't have girlfriends. Well, I mean, we we do like I mean, no, I know, I, 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 know there, there, I know, I know. There actually has been a couple in NA. That's a scary part. There's been multiple in NA, and it's usually from like academy players and stuff like that. It's um and like they basically just alienate you. The community alienates you. The scene alienates you. Everybody alienates you, right? So I'm assuming that's what's going to happen to Vasily. Um, but again, like you said, Andrew, somebody might just pick him up for the PR. I don't know. Yeah, none, none, none of this really surprised me, and I would not be surprised if he... I would be surprised if he went this offseason without getting signed, at least to a short contract to try him out. For like Maybe a Tier game. 2 team, too. Like, I feel like some, yeah. one of them is going to pick him up. And the shitty part, like, the, the other shitty part is that I hate giving him credit for, is the guy was a good player. That's the problem, right? And that's why he's probably going to be signed. It's because the dude, when he did play, he was a monster when he played in North America. He was a monster when he played in for in Europe. Like, I mean, it's it's... It's not good. It's not good that he was good. You know what I mean? Because again, that it's one more reason why somebody might sign up. But yeah, that's how that's how I'm rounding up 2019. We're talking about ADCs and domestic assault. <laughs> I honestly not a good way to do it. <laughs> I can't think of a better way to end it. Actually, I decided to disagree. That is peak. peak I mean, sports. like it, it is terrible, and unfortunately, there's not a lot to do. But I guess like the only approach you can do is like to make sure you don't support whatever team he. He joins if he ends up joining them um you know again i it's something we touched on before but like it's really important to go after people's wallets and i mean if a team thinks it's a good idea to pick him up then you just have to kind of reiterate that no it is not and i know like you know all publicity is good publicity but still like avoid you know purchasing jerseys um you know supporting that team in in, in, in any way yeah the part the shitty part about it, like the esports community is that incels love this sort of shit so they'll probably buy his jersey as a meme and like go that route. That would not just, shock me. Just like that. infiltration um, with yeah, fighting games. Yeah, exactly, right? Same shit, right? So and like that's a problem we need to address as like a as a as a community to begin with. But it, that's like such a thing to tackle. And I don't know how anybody's ever gonna fix that. I don't know. People don't do that in traditional sport. People don't aren't like Oh, this guy just beat his wife up. Let me go buy his jersey. You know what I mean? You don't see that. But with our D-Gen fan base, like, they, they do that shit. I don't know, man. Well, it's messed have, up. We still have people that support Gamergate. Like, yeah, that's and that's bad enough, right? Like, Yeah. Any, anything that's anti-woman it does not surprise me in esports anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. Like Dylan said, all you can do is not support it and make a point of not supporting it. But, Yeah. Again, what a great way to wrap up Project Esports for 2019 and our two-year streak. That's how we're going to wrap it up. But is there anything we do want to kind of say? I mean, we can go a little bit over it's last episode for a while. We'll be making announcements and all that. Make sure to follow us on the Twitter, twitter.com slash pop underscore off. And at the Esports pod, hopefully going to change soon because... We have the like Twitter, the Twitter things. The Twitter bands are coming through, so <laughs> yeah. keep an eye out for that. Popped off should stay the same. The Project Esports may change, but keep an eye on social media for updates. We will be coming back at some point. We'll be doing updates, maybe little pieces of content here and there. But outside of that, is there anything you two guys want to say? Yeah, so I, I kind of want to reiterate and kind of go into 
um, why this is not only like I mean it's it does suck that we're having like a hiatus, but this allows the three of us to really just kind of have a like a refresher. You know what I mean? Like we just to be basically totally transparent with our audience and everything like that. Like doing a show for two years with barely missing episodes. I think we joked about it like this year where it took one of us moving, one of us to be sick, and then one of us being like tied up with tra- like family to actually like take us out of commission without being able to like find somebody else and something like that. So for this, I think this is a good thing for the three of us to kind of just like take this breather, take this mental refresher and come back at it again to give you the guys who do support us like good content. You know what I mean? Like we, like it, it's, it's shitty for everybody. If we're feeling burnt out and we're feeling like tired, because you guys aren't getting good content. We're not putting in the effort we should. And like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of, I don't know. It's, you don't want something you love to start feeling like a burden, right? Oh, yeah. I, I think that's a great point. I think all three of us felt some burnout or tired or looking forward to a little bit of a break, at least. I think all three of us already want to get going again, recording episodes again. But I think all three of us want that break and want to figure out what this is going to look like in the future and what else we can do for you guys and all that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. I think, um, and I just, after two years, it gets, you know, I mean, at, at least for doing it for two years and not being wrong a single time in that entire two years, I feel uh, feel a little worn out. Yeah. I mean... Are we, I you're mean, not, not going to fight him on that? I'm not going to fight him on that. I'm not going to fight him on that at all. We I've cannot been, make I've, that I've, canon. I've been proven wrong so many goddamn times on this show. I'm not even going to fight it. I'm not even going to bother. Well, I'm too, fi- I'm too tired to fight it. So I need <laughs> you to fight it. <laughs> Dude, we'll let him fight have it on this the one. We'll, we'll let him have this on one. Wiki. Put it on the wiki, boys. Clip right. shit. We're, we're going to have to make a command for when we come back to count every single time Dylan's wrong. We don't have any documentation going backwards. We'll make sure we have it always going forward. We'll come back twice as not scuffed, and we'll have like a whiteboard in the back just to be like Dylan was not right. I, I literally do have whiteboards in my bedroom. I could just lift up every single time Dylan's wrong. <laughs> just hold it up, yeah. <laughs> and then hold it up zero times. Fuck you. I'm bad at predicting. <laughs> I'm bad at predicting, but I'm never wrong. Bad at predicting. What? <laughs> isn't, isn't that the same thing? That's basically the same By thing. By predicting so something think... incorrectly, you're wrong. Well, it's like a it's a poor guess, I guess. I don't know. If you, if you get me sitting down with some 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 cold hard facts, I'll get it. Maybe, right. maybe, yeah. So, but, go on, Andrew, Andrew. Just to, for our, like for one of our final points, I think one of the first things we should do for our listeners is not have a scuffed closing. So by doing that, I think we should just let you do it because me and Dylan both suck dick. Yeah, I, I won't mess up. I won't mess it up. Yeah, you you say that now. You say that now, and they don't deserve no, let's, that. Man. Let's let's all give it our best go. Are we gonna all give it our best go? Oh, I gotta get the outline. Out, let's, so. let's give it our best. You go. don't even have the outline open. <laughs> nope, that's half the reason why I tried to pull this shit. <laughs> okay, well I'll give you thirty seconds because I'm gonna get going on the uh, okay outro. You should know this by now. You've done it like every time for like the last three months. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? But thank you all so much for watching Project Esports for December 9th, 2019, the final episode of 2019. And before we go on the hiatus, make sure to follow all our stuff. Make sure to follow us. And again, thank you for everything that you guys have done over the last two years before we go on our hiatus. Yeah, and make sure that you follow us here on Twitch because we're not going to be live going forward. But um we'll let you know when we do um so make sure you go to twitch.tv slash popped underscore off and follow us there so you know when we go live you can even hit the bell and get notifications so you get that directly to you 
um, or you can go to popoff.com slash YouTube. Um, subscribe there. So if you missed the first episode, you'll get it in your YouTube feed and you'll go, oh, wow, uh, Roger D Sports is back. Um, and then you can you can start following us again then. Yeah, so despite the fact that you might not find us on Twitch anymore, um, you still will find our our My Hero Academia show on, on uh, all major pl- podcasting platforms. Um, and we'll be putting up other content there as well. Um, it's not just isolated to that one show. But on those platforms, please hit us with that five-star review. Let us know on Twitter. It's not like our account's dead or anything like that. We will interact with you. DM us, at us. Hit Join us the Discord. Backs. Join the Discord. Yeah, we're going to... I think I can confidently say we're going to make a bigger push to build a Discord community. Um, and yeah, let us know. Flame us. Flame Dylan for always being wrong. But as always, I'm Andrew. I'm James. I'm Dylan. And we will see you guys in 2020. Thank you all so much for everything you've done, and we'll miss you guys.